Welcome to the Gooners Podcast post-game open mic show, episode 6.51, back in fourth place, winning everything in sight, except for when we don't win, uh, special leadership group edition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and welcome to the leadership group. Yes, I'm a part of the crew. You are part of the crew. You have to wear your special leadership group hat and have your special leadership group... um, (laughs) And, and and don't forget, if I can find it, I have a leadership group monocle somewhere here, which I will find. But uh, are you happy? Because I just watched an hour of you uh, talking seriously about Arsenal and not actually even seeming that happy on a, on a Burkham Wonderland. No, uh, uh, do you want to know what I, I told you this earlier? Um, my missus has actually tested positive for COVID, and it's known that eventually it, it's coming for me. It's just a matter of time, Mike. So these could be my last moments on on this planet. Uh, which is why I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to make light of that. I I, um, I hope that you are. Uh, I mean, have you been just making out with her, or have you been like? I mean, no, I have. No, I, I've actually just been spitting at her and kicking her into a room and trying to close the door, just to, like a lapper. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I mean, she, you know, whatever happens to her, I'm fine with. But you, yeah, my friend, mm-hmm. you had. I mean, I've never, I haven't, I haven't met her. She seems lovely, but she's, but a, I, she's not. I, I yeah, I need, I need you, I need you, and 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 I wanted to get you on for one last open mic pod just in case mm-hmm. uh, we lose you. But uh, but you know, is is it Omicron or is it uh, is it West Hamicron? What, what I mean. That many no. variants, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at her to inspect her enough. Um, you, you didn't stick your finger <laughs> in to see which, which which variant it was. <laughs> yeah, the whole, no, to her I'm mouth. Sure. I'm I'm talking about. I'm just hoping that the um, that the morgue will be able to tell me after the autopsy. Well, I mean, we at least need to be able to share that news, and and hopefully she does feel better soon, very much better soon. Uh, welcome to the chat. Uh, we got some people in the chat who are not. Uh, in the open mic, we'd love to see you, MK Dempsek, uh, BX Gunner, Daniel Robert. Uh, if you uh, if you come on, please uh, join us at GoonerOpenMic.com. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm obviously happy. I've been popping champagne. I'm drinking straight out of the bottle tonight uh, because look, Arsenal are top four, Owen. I, I was saying to Danny before we went on a Barracamp Wonderland. I just feel much more relaxed about life and and this is just the spot that i'm used to 
you know, it's, 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 I'm I'm relaxed about life when we're losing because I'm like, like, do you want to know know what what? it was, man? Do you know when you went to London and you were sleeping in fucking Airbnbs and hotels and shit and like, it's it's fine. It's okay. But when you get home to your own bed, your own pillow, everything, and it's just like, fuck yeah. It's like, that's what I feel like. Top four is your pillow. Yeah. Well, beautiful. I mean, look, look. I don't care if every team below us has nine games in hand. We're still we're still in the top four, and uh, and it's where we belong. And there's no you know they're going to have fixture congestion. We're going to have no congestion whatsoever. Um, and um, you know some of those games are going to get dropped. So uh, I mean, if you had told me this, that famous, if you had told me um, in early September when we were apparently getting relegated directly into League One that we would be fourth place behind three teams, basically top of the rest. Because mm-hmm. those three teams, I mean, we're not – no one's catching those three teams this year. One of them might end up, like, having a massive injury thing where they end up finishing fourth and some team slides into third. But other than that, those teams are finishing top three. And uh, and fourth place is the one to be had, and right now we're, we're in the spot. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to bring on some people in the chat. If you want to be uh, involved in this tonight, go to gooneropenmic.com and you can join us live. Um, and trust me, if you've never had the experience, we're awesome. Congratulations. But, <laughs> but you know, you got to do just like everybody, you know, in college, I did a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have done at least once because you try everything once. So I think you should have the same, uh, you know, this, the same approach. So we're going to start with the first person to join us today who was here early and often uh, i think he was on with us last week um and uh, uh on, on when we were on the, with the um uh, uh on the hybrid squad but uh, afc max you're you're looking as though you've you've been celebrating and and your hair is all wild and so um no this is a this is a classic bed hair so it's it's it, it's what I, my hair looks like when uh I, I, I drink too much water or to t- drink too much caffeine in the morning and, and it suddenly just turns to shambles. So just be happy you <laughs> have it because, you know, this is going on and, and should, oh, by like, the way, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Mike, uh, that, that intro, uh, I was expecting Michael Bay to come up in the intro with the terms of like the introduction to the, uh, the podcast. Um, and, um, that, that was, uh, certainly some interesting banter towards the start, uh, before you started the show. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what was going on with what the joke of the promise was, but (laughs) I always forget the backs. I always forget the backstage could hear what we're saying. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was, um, it's lucky that we don't have any reputations to destroy. Yeah. 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 Did I, did I say anything about Owen's penis? Uh, I I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but, uh, but but yeah, no, this this is, don't worry about it. (laughs) This is the Gooners podcast. Um, and, and, and you get little extras when, where you go around, but all right. So, so Max, same starting 11, three games on the trot, horrible game against Everton, pretty good game. Although we didn't really need a full 90 against Southampton. They were so bad. And then I would I would venture to say maybe the first time we've played a full ninety of of incredible football, uh, this game same starting eleven, so manager, focus, players, tactics, formation, home and away crowd. What's the difference to you? I I I, I look I, I spoke to you after the Everton game and I made my points very clear after the Everton game on the hybrid squad and 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 you you nodded in agreement with a few of what I was saying. Um, I think uh, I think it's now clear to see that this 
is the team going forward for for until the end of the season or until at least until January where we can get some reinforcements in. I think that's now clear to see. Um, I think I was, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't convinced that would get a result against West Ham. I, w- I wasn't because of obviously recent performances leading up until the West Ham game. Obviously the Everton one obviously sticks out. Southampton being poor, as you, the one you mentioned as well. Um, but, you know, I... I, I I'll give Arteta credit, man. Like he, he got it right, and you know you got to you got to take your hat off to him and, and say, look, he did well. The players did well, and you know, like, and I, I jumped onto certain you know talk sport shows, and they were saying that West Ham were poor because you know they were just in a bad run of form that we didn't actually make them look poor. So I, I you know, I, I'm just it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know, and and you know, I eventually. Um, you know, if we keep sort of this sort of fluid, uh, sort of recent performances, like just being consistent and all that kind of stuff, I think, you know, eventually, um, you know, I think Arsenal will get the credit it, re- it deserves. Um, but, you know, we've had years and years and years of being sort of inconsistent and, and sort of not being able to pick up performances like at games like this. You know, obviously the Aston Villa game obviously sticks out in my memory. You know, the Leicester games, the Leicester performances that we've gone up there in the recent history of time that, you know, obviously hasn't been great so you know it, it's all about consistency it's all about the players performing and I think you know if we can say get go to at least the Man City game um in the start of January um and and not uh, have not lost the game we could say that we had we've sort of bounced back from the Everton game and it was, it went, and it was a bit of a blip um but you know I've, I've said this also for a long time now that, you know, this team is going to have its highs and it's going to have its lows as well. And it's going to be a bumpy road, as like people like to call it. Um, and it's not the complete package. You know, if you look at where Chelsea were um, a couple of years ago, they were pretty much the same place, but they had to spend a, lo- a shit ton of money to get to get to first position. And we are the club that's going to spend a, a ton of money. We have to work within our means as, as much as that angers me and frustrates me because that Stan Crocky doesn't spend enough money to, to make us more and more competitive, but we've got to like work within our means. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't say enough about that performance. Yeah. I, I, I'll go far as to say that was probably our, our, our best game of the season so far. Um, it's certainly right up there with the Leicester one for me, and it's certainly right up there with the Aston Villa one as well in in, in, in stages. So, yeah, that's where I stand on that one. And what 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 is it, Max, about that performance that <clears throat> that differs from the likes of Everton? And and why do you think that we can't really sustain levels of performance like that over a lengthy period of time? I I think it, I think it's purely down to I think it's purely down to like obviously people still you know obviously realizing the tactics you know and obviously you know match before like match sharpness and all that kind of stuff because if you look at the way that Arteta wants to play his style of football it's a very pressing style of football it's a very counter attacking pressing style of football especially towards the front and it's beating the press and I think certain players you you've seen it in certain players especially the new 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 stars of the team of like the likes of Tommy Asu Gabriel. Uh, sort of Ben White, you know, obviously Kieran Tenney and Tavares, they can both play that style. Um, the Conga can play it, you know, and obviously the new new people around, obviously Odegaard and Emil Sifrod and Saka that's been, you know, our star key players this season, you know, obviously been performing and all that. I, I, and it's obviously there's a few, like, probably players in there from the Emory period and the after Wenger period that still have yet to grasp the identity of the of the team. 
Um, but I, we'll get there eventually, whether that be we give, like I said, another year contract and we, we so we can sustain him until like the end of January or, 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 or what, whatever means that we need to do to sort of, you know, increase, you know, our, our chance of getting into the top four and securing it. I, I'm all for that. Yeah, the f players at Arsenal, we know that they're mostly not the finished product. We know that the coach is certainly not a finished product. The team in its stage is not a finished product. So other than comparing us to Liverpool, Liverpool wasn't a finished product. It is now a finished product. Chelsea and Manchester City are finished products constantly because they buy the finished product with the uh, you know rare occasion of when they promote somebody from within, like you know, like a Phil Foden, who is clearly now the finished product. So, you know, the thing that's going to lack when we have games where we're just kind of scratching our heads saying, why don't we see the same performance that we saw against West Ham, against Tottenham, against Villa, is consistency. And that is just endemic of a team that is still kind of putting it together. I, I don't know why. I know why, because it's been five or six years since we've had the kind of success that we expect at Arsenal Football Club, and even then it wasn't kind of the, 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 the success that we want. But I, so, so I know why, but when people expect us to be consistent and play the same every game that they do before, I think they're really overlooking the age, the mentality, the, the, the things that are going on. And again, despite all that, we have found our way from 20th to 4th in a matter of three months. And, and, and I just can't, you can't ignore that something must be going right for that. And again, as recently as back-to-back -back losses uh, against Manchester United and Liverpool, I'm sorry, Manchester United and Everton in Liverpool, uh, you got people, you know, saying that this needs to be ripped up and started again. And I, and I just, I just disagree with that, Max. And, and uh, I, mm -hmm. before, before we switch over, just, just, I mean, your, your final comment that you want to make, and then your man of the match for today. I, I think I think also that the, my final comment will probably be I think if you if you look at our home form this this season I we've only lost to Chelsea you know at, at you know at the start of the season and we've and we've had a, and had to draw the rest have been wins if you look at that in the context of the teams around us that's absolutely phenomenal in terms of our home form and you know I, it's it's sort of getting back to those those times when our, you know the Emirates used to be a fortress and p teams used to come there not not being able to get any points you know it, it's not a, it's not a it's not going to be a sudden thing it's not going to be a gradual thing but we're slowly getting there um you know I, it's just that we need to sort of start picking up away performances points and sort of slowly improving on those um back to what you were saying before you know it's obviously a young team it's very still quite raw you know and, and as, as i said before it's, it's still going to be bumps in the road so we're just going to have to like take it one game at a time and not get too over the top and but you know i've already drank in two glasses of champagne so i'm already I'm already out of this world in terms of like the alcohol and booze and everything else. So um, it's, it's exactly <laughs> what we want for someone coming onto the open mic podcast. I mean, you, you, you've clearly understood now the, the, the way that this show works. So where are you calling from again? Australia, Australia. I love it. Um, all right. And, and, so, and who's so, uh, so my management match would, would it definitely have to be Martinelli because Martinelli was absolutely phenomenal in the entire game. Um, it, I, I also want to give some honourable mentions to obviously Ramsdale was a save towards the end is and and there uh, Kieratini. If that shot had gone in, we'd be go, we'd be going off our chops, you know, and and and, spit, and doing you know like probably Formula One raceway spilling beer over the top of our heads and 
Uh, and, and also, I, I also want to give an honourable mention to Saka and obviously Lacazette as well. So, because obviously Lacazette obviously left from the, uh, left from the front. Obviously, there was a lot of leaders. Uh, I, was, I was listening to the good, uh, the, the hybrid squad podcast when I was doing the player ratings that they all talk about having very good leaders, um, leadership performances today as well. So I want to give a big shout out to those players in, in, in particular. But Martinelli for me is definitely the matter of the match as well. Um, I, I'm lucky for Lacazette to not score, have scored the penalty and it, it could have been at least four or five today. So, and you know, um, but thanks for having me, Mike. I really hey, do appreciate it. Max, please come back. We'll, we're going to do this show on our channel. Sometimes we're going to do it on Highbury squad. Sometimes but we'll, we'll tweet out ahead of the game, follow the Gooners pod and you'll, and you'll uh, be able to, ch- uh, find out where we're going to be, but thanks Max. Appreciate it. And, uh, what? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, well, it was ten seventeen. So you four, yes, morning. I would say yes. Beautiful, mate. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a good, good one. You too. Cheers, All right. So, uh, so yeah, champagne. Uh, we we've been asked champagne. Uh, now I'm having champagne at least at six seventeen p.m. where I am. Um, Max having uh, some champagne at what nine o'clock in the morning. You gotta you gotta love that. You gotta, <laughs> right, Owen. I mean. If there's anything we endorse on this podcast, it's it's morning drinking on a weekday. It, it, it's it's morning drinking and 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 afternoon whatever it was that Andy was doing the other night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've we've got Arnie from uh from Iceland. Uh, I have some relatives named sure. Arnie. It's a pretty popular name, but uh, but good to see you, Arnie. Uh, Arnie Arneson uh, here with uh, Owen Owenson and Mike Mikey Mikeyson. Uh, next up with the open mic is uh is going to be a man from richmond who conveniently vacated the city when i came down to visit them last weekend and we're going to find out why and, and he came up to my neck of the woods when i went down to his neck of the woods it's almost like swinging but colin <laughs> you know evening i you know i kind of thought that maybe you'd stick around to, to 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 you know share a beer with magic mike of all people but but no you had to come up to my neck of the woods and and uh no um colin from richmond virginia welcome back so hello hello you. um hello hello um obviously a howard stern aficionado which is uh, big in my book but uh what'd you make of the game uh loved it what, what what an evening i thought um well, it well, was in late december back in 21 um yeah, it's mid december almost almost really close <laughs> anyways uh lovely performance i thought from a complete 90 minutes standpoint that was definitely our best performance of the season um i thought it was the most controlled that we've had all year um it felt like even in the last 10 to 20 minutes of the game where you could definitely tell we went a bit into game management mode rather than fully going for that third one, we still had a lot of confidence on the ball and we still had some good moves going forward. It's funny, uh, it's funny you talk about game management. I don't mean to interrupt you, but let's, let's, no, let's, let's have a back and forth. My one of the groups I'm in on WhatsApp, which contains a lot of people who tend to to be seen on uh, fan cams, not necessarily Arsenal fan TV, but not to the exclusion of Arsenal fan TV. A lot of comments about how we sat back after it was one nil, and I just didn't see that tonight. No, I didn't no. see that at all. I mean, like, 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 did did we? I mean, 
when we've sat back after 1-0, we sat back. We didn't have another opportunity until we conceded. We had the missed penalty. We had other opportunities. I, I didn't see us sitting back at all after the first goal, and, and it was just shocking me that some very knowledgeable, bald people uh, were, were, were talking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, you know what I mean? We're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about us sitting back. I mean, so, so I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I like to jump in with the fact that you've, you've said we didn't sit back, we kept going, and, and game management. It's not just all out like we need to get this goal to win two nil like it's Anfield eighty nine type of situation. It's it's we're still going to go for it, but smartly, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think we definitely gave up a little more possession. I would say when we went up one nil, um, which maybe can, if you're if you're watching it, um, your mind can easily think like hold on, I, I've been seeing way too much of West Ham on the ball. Because um, I do think that we dropped off with possession, but we never lost that creative confidence going forward. We were making triangles. We were getting into those half spaces. We were always looking for a way forward. We never went into horseshoe of mm-hmm. doom and gloom that we saw so much last season. We never reverted to that. It was always playing through the lines and really testing that West Ham defense um, for uh, an entire 90 minutes, I thought, which is, in my recollection, the first time we've seen that this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, do, I, do, do you think, Colin, as well, that not not to, to dive into the whole Aubameyang debacle, but to <laughs> that, that, that's a thing. That's a fucking thing. Um, a debacle anyway, is a thing? It is a thing, right? It's an Irish thing. Stop judging me. Um, Colin, with Aubameyang being out of the side and Lacazette being in the side, something that I've been quite critical of Aubameyang in is that people talk about the lack of creativity, but you can only pass to what's there. Um, Do you think that between Gabriel Martinelli, Bukayo Saka and and Alexander Lacazette, that they sort of rectified that issue? And Are you starting to see sort of tangible evidence that, that... the the criticism of the lack of creativity, lack of chance creation, that that's starting to be rectified over the last two games? It it certainly is. Um, I don't think I necessarily would argue that the reason we're seeing it starting to get rectified is because of Aubameyang's absence. I think it's just more to the fact that these guys look like they're starting to get that chemistry going. To me, that is really... It looks to be as simple as that. It just looks like they're starting to understand each other more. And um, something that we've loved from Lacazette last season, as I think all of us really liked how he plays with Saka and Smith Rowe. Um, And so that's always been there. But to see Gabriel Martinelli and Martin Odegaard also getting thrown into the mix at times and them starting to really flow with the other guys up top uh i think that's the main reason why we won with ease today we won on merit um as sophie put earlier at, at the yeah uh, at i love i love squad. that we we won on merit uh if we had beaten everton after taking a lead on them you could have i mean any reasonable arsenal fan would have said I'm happy for the win but we didn't win on merit uh, if we had drawn today 
we would have won on merit, but drawn. I mean, it, you know, moral victories mean nothing. But like, if if you're really if you're paying attention to how we play, if your thing is about the style of play and the confidence and the and and the you know players being up for the game, if you get an unlucky result, like you know dropping points today, if things had gone differently in the second half. Um, you have to at least give credit for you know for what you see, and and to me, I was actually thinking of that. Sorry to to jump in, but I was actually thinking that when it was one nil still, and and West Ham were putting on a little more pressure, I was thinking, do you want to know what? This is the first time in a long time that if we don't pick up the the full three points, that I you'll still really say we had a good game. Yeah, I can't right. walk away overly because and what's really aggravating me in this is it's sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't because. Prior to this game, every other neutral in the Premier League, every other pundit was blowing smoke up West Ham's ass, saying that oh, these are uh, you know odds-on favourites to get that fourth spot, and they're the in-team, uh, the the informed team. And now that we've beat them, it's like oh, it's just West Ham. What he what what he's yeah, getting yeah, overexcited yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, West Ham is, is West Ham, Leicester when they won the title. Uh, all the other teams that that kind of play above their station and 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 spend time in the top four, the thing that's generally in common with them, Colin, I think, is that they stay healthy, and they're a team that wants to show that they're better than they are, and they're usually they usually have a coach who is good at organizing a team that's a mid-table team. Brendan Rodgers and David Moyes, I think, are the best at making a tenth place team fifth or sixth. And occasionally fourth. I don't think that they're championship coaches, which is why I would never. And by championship, I don't mean the second tier. I mean, you know, I don't think that they're ever going to lead a team to league title. Uh, but they're good at making those teams punch above their weight. And and um, and and I think you know what we saw today that West Ham's got some injury issues. Their back was soft, and we exploited it. So um, we got to move on. We've got a, a few more people, but Colin, your man of the match. And um, and and the reason why uh, you left town uh, instead of uh, hosting me in your pub. First off, I did leave town. I was uh, my dad's up there, so I was spending the weekend with him in the DC area. Um, I'm your new dad, by the way. Horrible luck, I know. Now, now I've or, got or two. Was it? You, you managed to avoid him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's smart. He's the smartest guy on this panel right now. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you're in DC, right? Where they actually fucking took a flight to go and meet this guy, and it was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> we will meet up, Magic Mike. I no, promise. we we will um, do that. It was it I'll was it was a fun here. time down. It was a fun time down in Richmond. I'm sure it was a fun time at Lucky Bar in DC. I did oh, miss but- Gus's. I will say, Gus's is rowdier. It, Gus's, we we, we, we do more singing and cheering. I was like. Up, up out of my seat yelling at after the first goal uh, Luck- against Southampton and I I was the loudest person there. <laughs> was how was Lucky Bar cuz cuz I'm not I'm not I'm technically allowed there but I don't I haven't been there in 8 years for legal reasons so yeah. it's <laughs> so a, how- it's a lovely place. It's a lovely lovely place. Yeah, just don't um, fall down the stairs. Um, don't fall down those stairs. All right, you're yeah. um your man of the match. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try and keep it quick. Um so I think in actuality, I am with Max's pick with Martinelli, but I'm going to go with Lacazette because I'd like to talk about him really quick. I know he missed the penalty, which is you know a bummer, which is why I'm leaning a little bit towards Martinelli. But um, he was he was the boss. He was in charge. I thought that was 
his best performance of the season. Um, and he absolutely, I thought, played with – he played like a captain today. Um, I'm not saying moving forward that he should be, but if Arteta made him captain today and that's how Lacazette repays him with, I think – we're going to see him be captain for a little while longer, um, if I had to guess, because he looked like he was just bossing it there. Um, and I was extremely, extremely impressed with his his forward play and his work rate, and he was able to uh, keep that going longer than the 60-minute mark, which we uh, so often associate with him as being where he taps out. Yeah, well, or, or where he's pulled out. I mean, that. yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, Colin, thanks for joining us. Oh, and any last words for Colin? Well, Colin has another doppelganger that was brought up tonight. I don't know who that was. Ricky Fowler, I think, is, is the best. Ricky Fowler, yeah. Brian yeah, yeah, but- he was the Irish national team rugby captain. He's one of the best rugby players of all time and not a bad-looking chap, some would say. So. Yeah, you're uh, – yeah, I'll take those. Yeah, you take those. Brian, Brian O'Driscoll. <laughs> I, I, Ricky Fowler probably richer though, probably more money in his pocket. So uh, Ricky right. Fowler, uh, he's a golfer. Look him up. All right, Colin, thanks for joining us, buddy. Take care. See Pleasure you. Pleasure to you both. Have a great, great night. night. Thanks for having Bye. me. All right. So uh, lots of people in the chat uh, again. If you want to join us, if you want, if if you want to have a face reveal, uh, there are some people who. So people who we haven't seen on camera uh, yet that are in the chat a lot. Matthew D'Souza, Arnie Arneson. Uh, I think Mark uh, Mark Bercreden came on with us once, which was beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Robert uh, has come on with us. He made a comment about uh, about eating a tough steak, which he's seen me do in person while I was getting coughed on and hacked on by him, which which somehow didn't lead to me dying. Uh, <laughs> Carnage sixteen eighteen is um, is is in the hell is in the house. Dublin Gunner would love to see you on, but uh, but next we're going to bring on someone who appears to be out in the wild. Um, she is she's a bit wild, but in a very good way. Uh, MK, where are you right now? I'm at the Fox and Hounds, which is oh, where okay. LA meets. Yeah, nice. Well, it looks like you're it's outside really cold the Fox here, and Hounds. Even for my native New Yorker, yeah, it's 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 like in the 40s. <laughs> what is it? What is it about our show that attracts day drinkers? This is what's that. Uh, what is it about our podcast that attracts day drinkers? I, I don't know. What's it's t- got to be something to do with football, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and three, the fact three, that we're eight hours behind. Or, or three thirty one in the audience. afternoon. We got nine thirty <laughs> yeah. in the morning. If I'm having trouble hearing, it's because I'm also unfortunately on the flight path to Burbank Airport. Yeah, so <laughs> that's not exactly convenient. I don't have headphones here. But well, so then how I'm about this? Because I'm listening. Yeah. How about this? Instead of us talking to you. And looking at your ear, yeah. Uh, let's the hear ear. from you and what you think about the game today. So, so I'm going to give, I, I'm going to tee you up. Yep. The game, the lineup: Arteta, Aubameyang, man of the match. Go. Yeah. So I think that it's for me. It's probably Gabriel Martinelli. I mean, if if you look at his impact throughout the game, his work ethic. I mean, his standing tackles alone as an offensive player are enviable. I mean, if this, this guy's work ethic is, is unrivaled truly. And it's no wonder that folks like Ben white and Tierney rate him as the best in training. I mean, that's high praise. Yeah. 
you know, I think it was Owen and I that were on the Highbury squad at the same time that were talking a bit about Martinelli. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see he's getting minutes. You know, I think I still, there's question marks there about his fitness. Yeah, but um, overall, I think that he, him and Lacazette, but I think Martinelli just a tad over Lacazette just because he got the job done. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, oh, man, I, I wasn't sure about him as a center forward, but now I kind of might want to see it. Not going to lie. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I, I love, I, I just think that, that as a center forward, I think he's probably going to start to like try to change his game a bit to be a little bit more of a target man. And I, and the things that make him special are the work rate and the effort that he puts in. So, I mean, I, I think he could probably do the job as a nine, but I don't necessarily want to be forced to see it. I, I, I'd love to see him on the wing. And again, that's, that's to Pepe's uh, and Obama Yang's, um, you know, uh, loss, but at least one of the two of them, I don't care about anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Pepe's kind of over. Yeah. I mean, like that was also kind of a question. It's like, not that I want to see that, but, it's clear to me that like Arteta obviously doesn't rate this guy. And I think, you know, from what Kevin Campbell said on Highbury squad is that, you know, it might come down to training issues. Yeah. So if he's not, you know, making his case in the training sessions, but maybe Martinelli is, he's going to get, he's going to displace Pepe, you know, as a winger, um, Obama Yang, you know, like there's gotta be some Chinese club that wants him. Right. You know, like some Chinese club. Some <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think that's like, a I'm thing an anymore. Fan. There's plenty of countries that we just raced in that probably would love an Obama Yang. Yeah. They'll, they'll fucking buy his shirts. I, yeah. I, I think the time your, for selling uh, players, program, to but yeah, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll, they'll pay the money. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I regret it because one of the first like authentic shirts I bought for the, for the arsenal in a long time, cause I have a no names policy, by the way, was uh was an Obama Yang shirt after he uh resigned and I love that blue kit that nice blue tie dye kit as a, as a pale person of I have Irish descent and uh, Irish passport you know uh, Owen knows what I mean like you know we we clash with most kits yeah we can't pull <laughs> off that kind of shit folks. yeah so, I love I love disappointed. Yeah, I love I love the uh, I was about to say I love the the paleness <laughs> that's a little creepy <laughs> I, I I meant to say I love I love that blue kit. The blue kit with the Aubameyang is the exact same one that I have, and uh, and I'm on it's a classic. no name, I'm on a no name policy except for I got Tierney, and then I and then I, I I'm on the verge of getting a Ramsdale goalie kit because I can't I can't stand how much I love that guy. But um, all right, so you started with your man of the match. Anything else? Uh, anything else you want to go for while we uh, while we look at your background? And your lovely yeah, I apologize. Like I said, I did not think Safari. That that that's a that's a shout to Apple for bad sound quality. I'm on an iPhone 12. There's no reason, even with Burbank overhead, that the sound quality should be so bad. So I will allow you to hand off to Alonzo here. What I would say after this is that I think Arteta was really under pressure, and I think that he he managed the substitutes well. I think his in-game management was excellent, despite the criticism against Arteta for that. I think that a lot of people were questioning why he took off Udegaard, but you know, ESR is was a quality substitution. I think people are tired of seeing Enketia, but no, you know, no harm, no foul. And I think this is a good win for us. And I think Leeds is in a relegation battle. So um, I have family that are Leeds supporters. I look forward to shitting on them when I'm back in New York. We're going to be going to the pub in, in New York for that. So I'm flying out in a few days. That'll be good fun. And uh, yeah, so 
I, I think we got another three points, and um, I think dropping Aubameyang was the right decision. I think if anyone has been following Aubameyang's career for any length, when he was in Dortmund and his antics, yeah, you know, no one should be surprised by his behavior. He's not a team leader. He should have been removed from the captaincy after the Tottenham match last year. And I think that, that you know, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. And so, you know, up the gunners into the future is what I'll end on. Beautiful. And 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 I know that we keep we keep almost meeting and hopefully a Gunnar Graw will have a chance to meet. But but, you know, there is nothing that Owen likes better. And Owen's booking a flight to New York right now for next week. So that because he likes watching people shit on their families. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah you want to come drink with some half half Scottish, half Irish degenerates, you know, just hit me up on Twitter. All right. So there's no Judaism in your history with your last name. I mean, is there no Judaism in you? Uh, there is Judaism on I, I'm Alsatian, right? So the thing is, Arsene Wenger. Would you like is some Judaism? Like my, family is. So my, my grandfather <laughs> is is Ashkenazi. So yeah, I've got all the good parts of me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, you've got it. All right, all right. Okay, I love you for. That's the only passport I qualify for. Yeah, I speak French. I love you. I, I love you for like real. I don't when it comes Look, to the Henri discussion in 2010. Go to LA Gooners. <laughs> go to LA Gooners. Uh, yeah. Help raise money for for the people that Jared is actually helping uh, in Kentucky and and in other areas yeah, we that, were, that were hit by the tor yeah. tornadoes. Not a joke at all. Like most of the no. last few minutes of what I've said. Yeah, these uh, people are real poor too. You know. Yeah. Like, no. Like as far I, as the U.S. goes, this is the poorest part of the U.S. These people got like they have no home insurance, man. You know. So yeah. Yeah. If, if I, got I, I saw that. Give, please. I, I saw that today. You know. I mean, I'm. I'm one. I, I work in insurance, so I'm always kind of raising my eyebrow when people are in a position where they have to ask for help because there's insurance to help people. However, if you can't afford insurance, that is a different story. And most of the people in this area are so, you know, they're struggling so much, and now they've lost everything that they have. So, so please go to LA Gooners and help out. MK, take care. Yeah. Enjoy New York Marshall and If you wish to enter for an invincible signed shirt. Uh, it's not going to hang on my wall, so it may as well go to someone, someone else that'll that'll appreciate that history. So Beautiful. right out of my personal collection, I promise it's washed. It's my jersey from high school, but the most no, I, I'm, I, I'm only bidding on yeah. it if it smells like an MK. All right, <laughs> see you later. Take care before right, I get canceled. Man. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of late for that. Speaking <laughs> of me getting canceled, we're we're gonna bring on a third host and then we're gonna keep going through guests. All right, because we have. One and only Sophie Nicolau Dude. joining us. We 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 do the backwards salute on on our podcast. Oh, I started my I started my show today doing this to West Ham fans in the media, like the old friends of Afana. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know my we, we had we had my mate uh, Kevin on our podcast this week. Who uh, his his son and my son were on a, a travel soccer team together a couple years ago and he's he's west ham through and through he's an expat used to play cricket for uh for for england actually on a national level and um he felt fairly confident through about this game but like he he's texting me throughout the game about all the poor refereeing decisions and i'm like sorry man <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just gonna stay quiet because i'm enjoying this and i don't want to be that that guy but but uh <laughs> I just needed to swear a little bit, so I thought I'd come say. Come on, watch it. Yeah, you were, so, you were so reserved on your show. I've never seen you so giddy. I wanted to join you, but I didn't. I knew you were on a roll. 
Um, but Do you know uh, what? I'm on a different laptop, and I was trying to send you the invite, and then because oh. I, I had I had like um, chat I going, and I was on my own tonight. I I completely I Hon failed. honestly, honestly, fail. when I saw you were on your own, I, I I wanted to text you, but like. I'm constantly texting people asking if I can come on their pods because I'm in, like, in a good mood. Such a, you're such a podcast whore. I love it. Well, because I, because well, if, the, if there's anybody in the world that can fill the boots um, regarding football knowledge, insight, and know-how to Kevin Campbell, Kevin Campbell it's, 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 it's Mike Feinberg. <laughs> no one would have noticed the difference. No one. No one at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would have – no, I, I – uh, I, I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood before the game today. Like I just felt like I wanted to get some thoughts out there. I wanted to talk about how happy I was about how this ABBA thing was handled. Like I've been in a talking mood and I got like a requisite amount of sleep last night, which is not normally the case. So so I was all I was like shot out of a cannon today, but Owen was doing a post game duties. So you know, so anyway, I, I love that you're here tonight. Uh, I think you did a great job on your post game show. Thank you. As always even-handed credit where credit's due despite you know and 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 that's what people don't get about you uh, is that you're you're not you don't have an agenda you have views and those views change from game to game it's kind of weird how that happens right <laughs> who'd have thunk it right yeah. um yeah. who'd have thunk it so thunk yeah it? i mean Brilliant tonight from everyone. I, I didn't want any – I kind of – I promised I was going to do no <laughs> – Danny. Sorry, that was funny. I did. Um, I did. I was like uh, – when I found out O was on, I'm like, I'm free tonight. He's like, no, we have we have a three-person maximum. I'm like – I don't want to take up any time from any fans wanting to come in. I just wanted to come in and say I love your open mic. I love what you do. And I think it's a good time to enjoy the result. I didn't want to be negative on our show for sure, even though I gave Xhaka an eight. That's that was deemed negative. Well, I'm just waiting for someone to bring up Xhaka because I mean, I, his last two games have not been particularly good. No, they weren't. They weren't great. But what what uh, happened is ev everyone else's performance outweighed that, and the manager deserves credit tonight. He made a big, bold, brave decision to strip Aubameyang of the captaincy, and to get this type of response from a squad that is new and is still coming together. I think he's incredible and I've been very critical of him, but I've also praised him when he deserves it. And tonight I tell you something. It's not easy to have men believe in you. It's not, you guys are men. It's hard to lead men. Men are, you know, uh, especially in sports. Dicks. <laughs> well, you know, we women aren't, I'm not saying we should be covered in glory all the time either, but to have uh, strong-willed men and to make them believe in in what you're doing is not easy. And I think this shows you the new DNA and the culture in the club that he's building. And to see them celebrate the way they did when we scored, the togetherness. And I'd like to just say, Lacazette, I know he's probably leaving the club, but my goodness. What, Should he be? And I mean, no, what, what a performance. Putting the team on his shoulders, which in turn had Saka put the team on his shoulders and Martinelli, and it just flowed all the mm -hmm. way through the pitch. He missed the penalty, but he was brilliant tonight. And that result against the West Ham team that everyone's lauded, the media, pundits, everyone has just raved about Declan Rice. I feared him yesterday, even though I predicted a win. I didn't get the result right by any stretch of the imagination. We nullified him out of the game. He had no impact in the game. We totally bossed it. 
And I just wanted to come on and say I'm really proud of the team tonight and the manager, and I think we should give credit where it's due. Well done. Beautiful. Love to hear it. Would you like to stick around and hear from Aston and some of, and, and Alonzo and some of the others in here, or do you, or do you need to go? I mean, is is Aston going to give me one of these? Go on, go on then. <laughs> no, I was actually going to give you man of the match for that outfit today. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've been. Uh, I was. I can't remember what someone said on the show, but uh, I got Minder. You know the old TV show. <laughs> and, uh, I, Owen probably remembers that show, but yeah. I, I have uh, a quick. I have a quick question for you, though. Were you the informant that found out about all the drama that happened this weekend? Were you wearing that outfit? Are you deep throat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still talking about football? <laughs> for, for those of you that don't know, there, there, there was a Nixon thing. I couldn't resist. I mean, come on, he set that one up, so I went yeah. for it. You know, but, I'll take the uh, assist. <laughs> no, I might actually, um, I might actually celebrate and have a drink uh, this this afternoon too. It's brilliant. I love. You know, this is we You're the only been... person on our podcast that hasn't been drinking yet. I mean, even even our Australian guest, our first Max, who came who who came over after being on our uh, on our on our open mic on your channel on Monday, nine eighteen in the morning, no, ten eighteen in the morning, and he was already uh, all champagned up. We have people from Malaysia on tonight, Uganda, Pakistan. I mean, the Arsenal, the Arsenal fan base is fierce, right? And I think Aston, people you're from stay- Uganda, right? <laughs> 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 you gone to Florida. You gone to Florida. I went to Florida. You gone to Florida. Wait, there's there's also what's the um, Baghdad? Where's Baghdad? In there's a there's Baghdad. Is it Ohio? No, there's a Baghdad somewhere in the U.S., isn't oh, it? I don't know. My my. Uh, I have to look uh, it up. I was going to say my dad was in a bad. All, all I know is Mike's going to be really mad when I get pulled for Afcon. <laughs> it's in California. Baghdad, California. It's actually yeah. in California. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Owen's the only one that heard what I said, and that's the I worst thing leave. I've ever said in my entire life. All right. I should yeah, leave. You should escape. All right. So. Aston, your, your views on the game. You, you, I mean, Sophie, you can leave at any time. We, we, I don't want to hold you here, but I also love seeing you, so you're, you're welcome to see I mean, here. I could check out, but maybe I'll never leave. You know. Aston, <laughs> uh, man of the match, and, uh, and and anything specific that you want to get, uh, you know, talk. Actually, I want you to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleventh minute, Kofal challenges Tierney. It's like the arm into the sh- into the upper chest, and then it keeps going into the into the into the to the um, to the chin. I don't think that was a red. I think it was called the right way. But did you see what Arsenal players did? After no, that. no, no, and, and this is and this is the thing about that, right? Like my, I was I was furious at that point. Because all the players were gathering around the ref and all the commentators could say were, we're going to clutch our pearls because we've never seen players get angry when they watch their fellow player get elbowed in the face before. Like, it's such a double standard when it's Arsenal. Arsenal are too, too soft to the touch, except for when we fight for each other. And in that case, now we're being too belligerent. Like, there's no winning with them, you know? But, but I mean, uh, th- that, that was a beautiful sight. I mean, again, and, and so You've talked about it on your show about how, like, you know, we don't we don't necessarily want to encourage players to surround the refs and and you know and 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 be, you know, let's just I mean let's just say it let's just kind of be you know bitches about stuff all the time and 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 complain, but 
I mean, having some fight and standing up for your guy and putting a little bit of a seed into the referee's mind in the 11th minute of the game that we're not going to take this, isn't that worth something? Uh, we need shithousery in this team. We need smart shithousery. We don't right. need Xhaka, yeah. Xhaka shithousery. Not the we red need, card shithousery. No, we need tin. We don't need Genduzi grabbing plays by the throat shithousery. We need smart shithousery. Um, Bruno Fernandes has finessed it brilliantly in the Premier League. Somehow that little wanker gets away with it all, right? Um, see, I just came on to just throw some uh, expletives <laughs> around. But that's what Get we need. Out. Well, that's what we that's what we need. And so I thought it was brilliant. We've complained about it on the show a lot that they need to be bolder and braver and make those moves as a team. And I think that we've seen that in spurts, but I loved seeing it against a at home against a team like West Ham. So I love the shithousery. Bring it on. It's uh, it's a it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and to your point, Sophie, like when we're all we're all hyped up about Lacazette, like how great uh, a leader that we saw on the pitch today. And in that 11th minute, when we were all surround, all the players were surrounding the ref, who was the player that calmed it down? Who were the last two players talking to the ref? Lacazette mm -hmm. and Gabrielle. Lacazette yeah. and Gabrielle made sure to get in the ref's ear. Meanwhile, making sure the rest of the team weren't so belligerent that they were going to go off and get a yellow, which is, by the way, why I think that um, What's-His-Face got the second yellow. It wasn't for the foul. I think it was actually for the descent. Yeah. No, it was, it was great to see. And I think we were in – we before I duck out, we totally – boss that game from start to finish in every sense of the word it's the most complete performance for me because Southampton second half was brilliant but then such a poor side 35 minutes against Tottenham was brilliant but the second half we faded the first half at Leicester at King Power brilliant second half again we got we we, we played a little bit more weak source and invited um, too much um, of, of the opponent uh, Aston Villa I think is comparable but this tonight for me, was so, so much of a signature win, not only because of what's happened in the last two days with the captaincy and Aubameyang and uh, Mikel Arteta, but also because we played a team that everyone is saying and suggesting they could make top four, get into the Champions League, and they're still in all four competitions. So it was absolutely first class and flawless, in my opinion, barring missing a penalty by Lacazette, and maybe a couple of giveaways from Xhaka. I thought that it was, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was our best performance so far this season. Can I ask you something, Soph? Aston, yeah. what a, que a question, and then your man in the match, and then we got to move on. And and, oh, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping Soph will stick around for the next guest because it's someone she knows quite well. Um, so if you guys remember, um, Martinelli went down with cramp, right? And he went down off of mm -hmm. the field and Arteta, there's that, that image of Arteta dragging him onto the field. A lot of people had a problem with that. I did not. I don't think uh, Martinelli really had a problem with that, but what's your read on that in the entire game? It felt like Arteta was on just a little bit of an edge. He was super animated. You could hear him. He seemed like he was a little bit on the edge today. This is the game he wanted to win above and beyond any game so far this season, even more than the North London derby. And a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with what's transpired in the last couple of games. And I did tweet, uh, maybe cheekily, that he was acting like an AAYSO parent on the sideline in the first half, especially. He was so animated. It was kind of unnecessary, but you, you know, we, we still got the win. I think what he was trying to do was uh, make players soldier on 
And in the end, he subbed Martinelli, and that was the right thing to do, right? So mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with it at all. And I think Martinelli might be rested against Leeds. He might be on the bench, you know, just take care of him and wrap him up in cotton wool a little bit because we're going to need him as this season goes on. So, um, yeah, for me, I just think it was kind of Arteta was in total war mood tonight. That's why I think he yeah. did that. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly what we want from him. I mean, the fact that he had to be told to calm down at one point by the referee is perfect. I mean, like I, I'd rather that than the guy who just sits in his chair for for ninety minutes and doesn't say anything. So, Aston, your man and, of the and match. Also, and and sorry, and also just to, uh, to just to add, Aston, on the pitch, the clock ticks off. I think that's why too. It's game management, so it's mm -hmm. smart from Arteta as well um, to give him credit for that one. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, my man of the match, by the way, um, I still have slight problems with us going forward. I have a lot of issues with the fact that even though we're getting in better positions now, even in the first half, we weren't really getting our shots off. And that has to do with a little bit of lack of chemistry in the top half, even though I think they're doing really good. But because the back half was flawless today, I have to give it to like Gabrielle. Nothing came the other way. Nothing. You don't. We're not even talking about it because it was so mundane and boring. Because it's job done. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with with Gabriella's man of the match. He's, he's not he's not my personal choice, but I can absolutely see why mm -hmm. he would be yours. And 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 if I'm remembering correctly, in that scrum that I'm talking about after Kufal's challenge on uh, on Tierney, I think Gabrielle was first and foremost in that group. And and uh, it's almost like. People are fighting to be part of the leadership group. <laughs> I love what's happening. I love, I love this. I love what's happening. I love that fr f um, fans have different man of the matches. It's not oh, often this has happened. I love when we get five different man of the matches from five different people. I mean, yeah. instead of instead of yeah, I guess it's got to be Ramsdale. I mean, like yeah. like it's, got, it's so much better. Aston, exactly. thanks for uh, for joining us. We'll see you soon. Take care and uh, and and so stick around if you can because. Uh, okay. We have uh, joining us today, Kevin. Hello. Hey. Kevin. Hey. <laughs> You're right. I'm is good. This, How are you? This isn't a face reveal to yourself, is it? Sorry? Is this isn't a face reveal to you, is it? No, is no, 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 no. She's no. not seeing me. Unless she's seeing me on you. You've been on our show very early on, Kevin. No. Like, no? Oh, well, no. then I've seen you on Mike's show before. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. this is my third appearance on Mike's show. I've been going to come on your show, but yeah, this, one or two this, reasons. This isn't this is an OG right here. This is like hierarchy. Uh, this is hier squaddy hierarchy. Well, right hi now. I've got hierarchy here. You know, I don't <laughs> think the other squaddies know I'm here, so I'm all right. Yeah, yeah all I right. mean, if, if, if Newman New was here, Newman. you know. Well, Dublin Gooner and Mark are in the chat as well, and uh, yeah, so Mark's make, been on with me on before. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, no, Mark, Mark's been on, and 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 John is. I mean, my God, uh, John. Who I mean, I called Dublin Gunner John because just thought I'd finish my coffee hey, off. Hey, yeah. Hey, hang on, hang on. I love it. Oh yeah. my goodness, that you this love part to see the first that. run. Now, when you love, you love to see it again, th this is this is why when people and Sophie's seen this firsthand. Very re no, actually, it was in a different group. Sorry. This is why when people start attacking the Arsenal fan base for being this, that, or the other thing, that's when I get up off my ass and start 
bantering and and not bantering, but like when, when I start going at people, I don't. It doesn't. It I don't go at people over views about Arsenal, over opinions about Arsenal. I go after them when they start going after each other, and and that's because this community that we have, and and look, we're a small community that is you know the venn diagram of arsenal communities i am happy to have even the smallest little intersection with the gooners podcast and lee judges tv and and the gooner talk and and aftv and 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 the the burkamp wonderland the you know any intersection that we have is great because it brings us people like demsec like kevin like like john dublin gooner like like andrew robert and and that's what this community is about so I had I almost got in a, in a big argument with someone who I love and who we both love so over some uh-huh. comments uh, over some comments earlier this week that were like Arsenal fans believe blah 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 and 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 I will just always be defensive more of Gooners than I will about Arsenal or anything mm-hmm. else and 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 it's because of the community that we have here so enough about that Kevin this game I mean yeah we, are, I mean we're going to win the treble this year right. <laughs> well, um, we already won the treble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, West Ham, Southampton, and Leicester—that's the treble, right? <laughs> we had a good second half against Southampton, a good first half against West Ham, a good second half against West Ham. That's a treble, isn't it? Yeah, so, I think so. That, I mean, you know, me, that's so, a treble. So we're getting there. Um, but I really wanted—I really wanted a raise. And Sophie does say this from time to time. There's a player that we used a lot on in the game that is a silent assassin, and that's Tommy Asu. Absolutely, Ramsdale was playing the ball out to Tommy Asu, and Tommy Asu was whipping the ball up to Saka. Yeah. And the moment that Antonio tried to hack Ben White, who was there to take him out? Tommy Asu. Mm-hmm. He so is one hell of a signing. Yeah. I almost don't I mean, want to talk about him that much because, like, I'm worried that we're going to, you know, how it happens. Our, a player comes to Arsenal, has a great first five games. We talk about him like he's the the next blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, settles down to earth again and, and you know, like a Wobie or, or, you know, mm. when he first got promoted. It's been more, mm. it's been more than five games, though, hasn't it? And, and also, I, yeah. Mike, I think the difference is, is that. Tommy Yasu isn't seen as a glamour player, right? He's yeah. very much of, I, I, I compare it to the Bill Belichick, just do your job. And Arsenal haven't had players who just do their jobs in a long time. And mm. we're seeing players like him, Gabriel, Ben White, Kieran Tierney, Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe. But the difference is the glamour players will always take the glitz from Tommy Yasu. And that's the Sakas and the Martinellis of the world and the Emil Smith-Rowe's. So for me, I think he'll always. He, I think Arsenal fans will love and appreciate him, whereas opposing fans and pundits might not see it. Whereas we see the work rate and what he brings to the team, and he shows just how much we've missed having a solid player in that right back position. He's so reliable and he's he's so good, and he looks like he's. I'll touch wood. Very durable. Yeah, mm. yeah, that scares me when yeah. people say that. But he's done. Oh he's, shit! He's he's taking more <laughs> players' jobs and turning curse. Them on. The, but the other thing also, I what I've noticed in the last couple of games is his game is improving. He's starting to cut in to be when um, the Southampton game when Laka 
and scored. Oh, my God. You know, the ball was cut across, but Tommy Asu was in a position to score. Either one of them could have mm-hmm. scored. Yeah, exactly. But Tommy realizes that Lacquer's there and leaves it for him. And you know, Tommy was so he's adding up that play too. Like, like, yeah, he could have just basically watched it happen in front of him. Yeah. after he had the give and go on the sideline, but no, he was there. Yeah, yeah his yeah. positional and, and play is impressive. Sorry, yep. No, his, his positional play is so impressive. Yeah, it really is. It's really smart. Yeah, really smart. I'm going to let you um, guys carry on. I don't want to take time away from your listeners, Mike. So. Well, you would never be doing that because they're they're here as much to see uh, and and talk to the likes of you as they are to talk to me. Uh, yep. So you're welcome to stick around, but if you've got to go, uh, got to go, go say hi to me. Yeah, I'm going to go relax, enjoy, and I'm going to watch the game again. I'm going to sit and watch it. So I'm prepped for tactical squad tomorrow night. But uh, I just wanted to ask Demsec. Uh, he's Demsec to me, so uh, Kevin, a question. Um, would you want to see Lacazette stay at the club now? Or do you think that's a bit too romantic in the sense that it's time to move on? But I love his leadership and I love the respect that he has from all of his teammates. So I would right. I maybe want to keep him around for at least a year or so, but I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> I'm going to give you a funny answer here. No. Right. That is why I've gone both. Yes, my heart says Yes. For exactly what you're saying but my head says no and the reason my head says no is that i'm really concerned if his age he will want a three-year contract that takes him up to what 33 mm-hmm. you know and we've been here before if he could stay for one year contract yeah the money if he but he doesn't for want one the one year. year he doesn't appear to want the one year right. he seems set to go mm. you know that seemed i mean there's been talk of him Want, not wanting to sign, re-sign. So that suggests to me that the club have offered him something, but he's seen his mate Uber get three years and a big payout, and he wants something similar. So, yes, I think we benefit from him up front, and we need a player like him to replace him. Um, I'm more concerned about actually about Eddie getting time over Balogun, if I'm honest. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that, and, and that's all. Um, that, that's you know, a game day was ideal, but Balogun could have been bloodied for ten minutes. But he's nowhere to be seen. Blooded or bloodied? Bloodied, yeah. Okay. You know, he could have been brought on the same time as Zinketia was brought on. Yeah, but no. they're trying to get Zinketia to sign. Or I don't Pepe. know, but, but or Pepe. But yeah, that, that's that's well, that's Pepe, a whole for me. Pepe can Pepe's a, a lost project. I think yeah, Pepe's I, just not worked out. The premiership defenders have worked him out. Keep him out wide is useless. He can't use his right foot. Stop him cutting in. Well, and and, and I think that's, that's probably what Arteta is like. You know, look, if you're that one-dimensional, you don't fit on this squad. And, yeah. and, and at this point, I'm not going to argue with him. Yeah. Damn sec. I, I mean, we got, we got Saka two- against Southampton, four players around him, and he still hits the post. Yeah. It could have been a goal. We got yeah. two more. We got two more folks to cycle yeah, so, through. So if you're gonna if you're gonna go now, thank you so much for joining us. I love you. We'll talk soon. I can dive out as well. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll bring on uh, we'll bring on Alonzo next, and and um, and and so. See you later, so. Bye, Kevin. Talk to Bye. you soon. See you tomorrow night. Talk to you soon. Take care Bye. and watch watch the Highbury Squad. They are the best podcast going on a daily basis right now. We love uh, you, Mike. 
we're the best podcast going on an almost never basis, but they're the best. <laughs> That's going true. On so, uh, you might, you might so the best at something else, Mike. I, I'm the best at something. I don't. I haven't figured out what it is, but uh, but yeah. All right, love you guys. Take care. Take care. Bye, Cheers. guys. God bless. Bye, bye. All right. Well, I'm not going to stay as this big, uh, big voice on the, uh, this big picture on the thing because I hate looking at myself. So uh, we're going to bring on. We we got two, possibly three more people. Uh, to bring on, we're going to go quick rotation here because we're already at a uh, at an hour here. So, uh, Alonzo, good to see you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> my my thoughts and heart are with you, my friend. And uh, but let's just talk about Arsenal today, okay? Yeah, Mike, go ahead, man. All right. So, uh, first of all, what do you think about the leadership team? I think the leader of the leadership team today, if if if, if it's believed to be Lacazette. Uh, gave us a hard decision here when we were just talking about it. I mean, if La Gazette played like that every single game, and I have no doubt he would, if he was given the chance, do you, I mean, do you, do you give him what he wants or do you worry that it's going to end up like Ozil and like Abba and where you, where you have a guy who's a little bit past it, uh, maybe making a little too much money because Abba's not going to resign for three years at, eight, at 80,000 a week. He's going to want more <laughs> down. So like, so like, how do you how do you put Lacazette with that performance today and the decision about whether we you know whether we try to keep him or what or, or or can we replace him with somebody that's going to do the same job? Well, I mean, let's put this way, Mike. I think that he he warrants at least two more years, maybe, um, because the, the the clubhouse do value him as a, as a captain. At least I think so, and, and the youngsters look up to him. Off and on the pitch, and so I think you get to give him a benefit of doubt that he does try hard and he does have heart. Where as Ozil and a, and a, and a Romain really don't have that heart. They don't really have it. They didn't really have it in them. Whenever they resigned the contract, they were given uh, their last contract rather. But I think Abame, um like that's different. I think that he his performances aren't always there, but you know he's gonna give a hundred percent at least not a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought Aubameyang was different than Ozil when he resigned his contract. I probably should have paid more attention to his historical uh, endings at his other clubs, um, but I just felt like you know you know kind of like how you feel like okay, well at Arsenal it's all different though because he's happy because because it's Arsenal and he's got gold you know he's got the the golden boot that's shared and you know he won't take the money and run and, and, and lose his, his impetus. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. There's the malaria thing. There's his mother. I mean, look, I don't mean to discount any of those things. Right. Believe me, I, you know, you can be affected by that, by not playing in front of crowds because of COVID so many different things, but I, I, I just, I'm seeing something very different from what, from Lacazette. And, and I do worry about losing him. Would I replace him? Do I think he can be replaced with a similar type player, a younger profile? Yeah, I kind of was rooting for us to sign Tammy Abraham because I thought Tammy Abraham may, may have been able to play the locker role, but be eight, you know, six, seven years younger than he was. Um, you know, but but that's just me. Um, who's your man in the match? Uh, and and anything specific about today's game that stands out that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think that you know, I think I agree with Kevin. I think that Tamiyasu, since he's been in his club, I think he's been a great signing for us. I think that he. He's just a great, great, great player for me. And I think for us as, as, as Gooners, 
we had to appreciate what he's done because you know he came out of, he came out of left fields when we re-signed him and people didn't know what, what to expect but because he was a center back by, by nature right and to come back and, and do a job at, at, at right back is really really uh promising really really uh good on the on 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 the team for looking out and and finding a replacement for bellerine because bellerine was gone. I mean, he wasn't where he used to be, and I think that's because of the injuries. But you know, I think Tamiyasu uh, has done a good job at the far team, and you know, there's some there's some qualities in there that I, I really like about him. And he, him and Ben White together make a good, uh, good, good right back, right side defensive, I guess pairing. I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very promised by that as well. So. You know, I think our back four has been playing great, even though Timmy's been out altogether. It's been a fairly uh, great business by all, all four parties. Would you say that Tierney in the last three games has shown that despite the promise that we've seen from Nuno Tovaj, despite the qualities that he has that maybe Tierney doesn't have, that Tierney is, when healthy, the complete left back and the person who – I mean – Having Nuno Tavares, Tavares, I mean, look, I'll call him whatever I want. Uh, having him available without having to play him all the time is exactly what we all have always wanted, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he has these qualities, but he's also a little rough around the edges and he's a little inexperienced. And, and, um, and, and, and I mean, Tierney, the last three games has been a different level. He's been average until his injury. But since he's come back from his injury, those crosses that he's put in, the way I mean, my God, he's he's I mean, he's shown us exactly why we signed him for twenty four million, which is which is a steal. So I mean the back five is set, right? I mean yeah. I mean and Tavares, if you have Turney as as someone who you can learn from, it's also a bonus as well, Mike, because you know, I think they can learn from each other. I think Right now, Tavares is, is under a new league as well, and he's still very, very raw. And he's still very young, too. So I think he's going to push those future left back, I believe. So, you know, there, there's experience that can work wonders for a kid like Tavares, and as well as Tierney, because I think Tierney is still learning as well. We've, we've seen Martinelli be held back and then finally let loose. We've seen Tavares get a chance and then kind of be held back again. And maybe, maybe when he gets let loose again, we'll see the best of him. We've seen Sambi Lakanga in that situation now where he can't find a game, although he's going to get a, a, a fantastic chance to play when, when AFCON starts. Uh, these are not bad problems, man. Right. I mean, like, right. like it's good to have a guy who can't find his way into the squad ahead of the players in front of him. As long as the players in front of him are not William, um, and, and, and I Jaka, but let's, uh, that's a discussion for another day. Alonzo, yeah. we're going to move on, man. Um, love to see you, buddy. Take care. All right, all right. Thanks, Stay man, in touch. And, uh, and we got, we got two more and then we're going to head out. All right. Uh, see you, Mike. Thanks, yeah. No, I love you, buddy. Take care. Thanks. Me too. Bye. All right. So next up is AJ second, the penultimate open micro for tonight. We're going long because look, we won. Uh, and, and it's good time. So, AJ, get that hair done. Get it ready to go. You look fantastic. Where are you calling us from? Yeah, actually, I'm in the U.S. now. Uh, I shifted from India for studying. So, yeah, my first few months in the U.S. Nice. Whereabouts? Yeah, in Alabama. 
Alabama. Wow. Okay. So, so you don't often hear the India to Alabama move happen. Like, 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 I mean, you know, you got a lot of people who come into the country. They're in New York. They're, yeah. they're in Florida. Alabama. Um, I won't ask you personal questions. Like, why did you come here and all that? But are you enjoying it so far? Yeah. yeah it's been good. Still getting used to the cold though. It's much colder here than in India. <laughs> the co- cold in Alabama. Yeah. Like, like Americans were like people from the North won't, think it's cold but yeah for an indian it's still cold <laughs> all right well let the look the, the let's talk about arsenal um first of all congratulations on breaking your duck with the with the gunners podcast we always uh like to have new people on and uh and, and so i say this in, in in honor of you you've broken your duck and um all right so we're, we're going with man of the match and anything else that you want to tell us about the match today i mean it was it was a great day but we want to hear from you yeah i think saka uh, saka is a good shout for man of the match like he had that masako guy on toast <laughs> he couldn't live with him i think he would have nightmares of saka like i like it like he doesn't like like where did the whole on t- like you know i'm i'm old so i don't get like like memes and social media so like where did the on toast thing come from now is that new yeah i don't know i heard a lot about it like online they use it a lot sounds delicious though i mean honestly i love toast and i love matsuaku on toast so so i'm <laughs> yeah. happy with that so so, yeah. so so i mean are you are you full out saying giving him the man of the match or or giving him props which he absolutely deserves because i mean my god saka Saka, we we almost kind of get spoiled by Saka playing well, but today he didn't he didn't step a foot wrong. Yeah, Saka and also Odegaard was good. Like he he was pulling the strings, uh, and Saka like he's not too much dependent on the left foot. Like sometimes, uh, like we see with left foot players like Pepe, they depend too much on the left foot, but Saka goes on the outside as well. So I think uh, he's. Really adding more uh, more to his game than just uh, using his left foot a lot. He's trying to be varied in his game. Absolutely. So so we saw a substitution that I frankly didn't bother me at all. But I've heard some people you know say things about it. ESR coming in, in with about twenty five minutes or so to play for Odegaard. Now you know we're playing. We've played Monday, Saturday, Wednesday. So. It's not quite two games a week, but now is the start of two games a week for the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to have to rotate, even if we don't rotate the starting eleven. Did you have any issue with ESR coming in uh, for for Odegaard? Would you? Uh, let's assume Martinelli isn't hurt. I know he had a bit of cramp, but let's assume everybody's healthy and ready to go for the next game. Do you make a change in the front four? Or do you start the same way again? Uh, yeah, it's difficult. Like Odegaard, Martinelli, and Saka. All three of them have been good, so it's difficult. But uh, maybe if Martinelli has some issue, then maybe ESR could come on the left. Uh, and we have seen Odegaard and ESR play together, so I think that should be fine. So let's see. Yeah. And also, yeah. No. Go and ahead. also, like the fact that, like we as a team, we were physical today. Like at, especially in the middle, like we know West Ham are a very physical side. So I like the fact that, like we didn't uh, shy away from. Being physical and going into challenges—that's fantastic. I, I, I couldn't say it better myself. So, are you giving Saka the man of the match? Is that what I heard? I think yeah, I would give it to Saka. Beautiful. I would uh, I would have no problem with that. Uh, my personal man of the match is got to be Lacazette um, for yeah, showing, showing what he did today. I mean, you know, you, 
some people might dock the uh, the missed penalty against him, but I don't. Um, it was not an awful penalty. It wasn't. Yeah, the I mean, the, that a hit against Emmy Martinez. Yeah, I don't think it was good, and it kind of expected like Texas Arsenal players playing well at Emirates. That's been a common thing. So, and it was a good save by Fabianski. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I said to my son, who I watched the games with, I, I said, Fabianski is one of the better keepers at saving penalties. And uh, and unfortunately, it happened. But uh, AJ, great to see you, man. Uh, hope you'll join us again. Welcome to America. Um, yeah. And uh, enjoy the, the nice, cool winter down in Alabama. Yeah, thanks. All right, buddy. Take care. And last but not least, we have Saeed joining us. Saeed, unmute un your mic and, and join us. And, uh, buddy, where are you calling from? Uh, Georgia. No, Mike. Georgia, all right. Um, where in Georgia? Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. My, my wife flew home from Florida yesterday and stopped through Atlanta, and she says she never, ever wants to be in that airport again. Um, <laughs> you know, Atlanta's beautiful, but the airport apparently was not. So um, – Welcome to the pod. Welcome to your, uh, your this is your duck breaking appearance on the pod. So I want, I'm going to ask you a couple questions after we do this. <laughs> all right. First of all, where, where, where did you hear about us from? Um, from uh, was Sophie's Sophie's channel. Beautiful. Squad, yeah. yeah. We, we love the hybrid squad. The squaddies uh, have always been nice to us. And, and uh, again, we will do this post game on her channel uh, somewhat frequently going forward. But uh Man of the match today, and anything else you want to share with us? I mean, I think I've gotten, uh, you know, some of the some of the notes that I wrote down, and I'll just throw these all out here, and you can tackle any of them if you want. Sure. Um, was uh, you know the 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 finish from Martinelli was almost Thierry Henry like? I'm not saying that they're the same player, but I'm not not saying that. Um, does he hold his spot? Nketiah subbed in instead of Pepe in the 80th minute. Uh, obviously, got to ask questions about Pepe. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we have? Is there any other player that you want to talk? I mean, sure. I have not heard the name Ben White tonight once, and I don't know if that's a good thing or if it's just normal because I thought he had a, a fairly good game tonight, and it's almost like one of those things where we're, you know, where you don't hear their name, it means they played well as a defender. So, Saeed, let loose, man. Sure, I can step in. So. I guess the reason why you haven't had Ben White, for me, I would say it's more uh, a lot of Arsenal supporters, we're very hard on ourselves. So if you if you watch the game closely, you realize where some were very, they kind of set up very defensively in the sense that uh, Ben Rahmer, who usually plays in the attack for them, Moyes decided to sacrifice him for Sufal, right? So you, from the start, he gave us that respect that we're playing at Emirates. And West Ham has a very bad record at Emirates. Like they, no matter how, informed they are the Emirates they always like struggle there so yeah, he, he's never game. won for, for, yeah. for three different clubs I don't think he's ever won at the Emirates yep so he came into the game having that in mind and then so went with an attack with with a system that was very to kind of contain us and and break with Antonio and so you realize uh, a lot of the the work from Gabriel and and uh, Ben White was more just holding Antonio and making sure he wasn't in the game so that's why we're not really talking about them but they did an, an excellent job of making uh, Antonio look like he was never in the game there was no point where he was able to get space to kind of move in between the lines to step in between the two right now the, the other piece that I, I had you guys were discussing as well was to do with Lacazette for me man of the match I would say would be like three three players there Martinelli Lacazette 
and then um, Saka, Bakayo Saka as well. So those three for me were absolutely like great, like on the front line. Lacazette for me, in terms of like keeping him on, I don't really think, and I think that would be a backward step because for me, my my opinion on that is this: Arsenal never signed Lacazette as a front guy because when we signed Lacazette, we already had Aubameyang there. We had Giroud. Actually, well, yeah, it was in the opposite direction. Laka came before Abba, but after Giroud. Yeah, after Giroud. But uh, the point I was making with that was Asim Wenger knew, like, we had Giroud. Giroud had no, at the time Lacazette came in, we had no intention. We didn't even have, there was no chance of Giroud leaving the club at the time. But Wenger still brought Lacazette in, and we all know Wenger is not the type that would bring two top players in for one position because he knows he's going to struggle with getting someone getting them game time, right? And that's exactly what made Giroud had to leave eventually when Aubameyang stepped in. So like I said, always came in as a number 10. But because we had Mesel Ozil, and he had always been a number 10 at Lyon, uh, when he was in France, right? So at Lyon, he was always a number 10. He was never like an out-and-out striker. But our team is revolved so much that we find, like I said, having to play a front line. And today, like the, 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 what I was going to mention is we scored two the only reason we were in we didn't look troubled in that game is because west ham like i said played a lot of the game about 60 minutes of that game very defensively and never attacked a lot but you would think that our striker on the pitch at least should be on the score sheet but we had to rely on martinelli and then get the, the goal as well, well that we scored. Mm-hmm. what about this Saeed? because because i almost feel like when when lock when when obama yang or Let's even say Naketia or in the rare occasions that we might have seen Martinelli playing at the nine. When those types of players are playing at the nine, all of our goals come from our forwards. Yet when Lacazette is playing at the nine, all of a sudden we're getting goals from our midfield, which is something that we've been saying that we need to have for a long, long time. Like, like is, that a, is that a coincidence or is that – I mean – Sure, you want your talisman, you want your number nine to be scoring, but you know, and Lacazette would have had a goal if he had made a penalty tonight. But like, but isn't it more important almost for us and the way that we play that the nine get the get the the six and the eight and the and the ten and the and the seven more involved? Yeah, for for a team that is looking to be in a contention for like titles and being the top four argument, you you're really. I mean, that would be good for a team if you're looking to be around the top six, then you're fine with that. But if you're talking about being in contention for top four, you have to have a striker that is putting the ball in the net. If you're scoring two, the striker should be one of those scoring that goal. At least you get goals from midfield. The point I'm making with that is this. If West Ham had had even a single goal today and our striker didn't score a goal and we had just two goals, imagine, just take it that if they had a goal maybe in the 50th minute or something like that, how tense that game was going to be. Because oh, all we yeah. needed was just that third goal. Because in the Premier League, there's no easy games. So when you get a team that when you're on top of a game, you need to just take that moment, whether it's a 10 minutes moment, to just get the goals in, and that game is done. Because as lo- as far as the game keeps going, even if you're two nil up, and then the other opposition gets like a single goal, whether it's like 20 minutes to go, you know you're in for a game. Because at that point, like no matter how bad they played. They just know they need just a set piece, a set play or anything like that just to put the ball in and they can get a point. So if, if we're looking to move to the next step, 
Yeah, I, I just feel we have to let that Lacazette experiment move on because now well, we have number 10s that would be able to do that work. And and look, 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 I'm willing to let Lacazette go if we can replace him with a guy like Isaac or like Isaac or or, or, or another, you know, Vlahovic I think is is not coming to us. But yeah, improve upon him. Let Obama, let Obama gang go without replacement and improve upon Lacazette and we're good. I don't think I've ever had to urinate as much as I do right now. So we're going to end the podcast right now, my friend. Uh, Saeed, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thank you so much. Hope to see you again soon. Take care. Take care. Thank you, Mike. And this has been the Gooners Podcast post-game show. Open mic. Watch us on the Highbury Squad when we're on. Watch us here when we're on. And come on, you Gooners.